Yo, what is up, guys? I'm Josh, and this is Hashtag Life Choices. I am Anath. This is the podcast where we aim to help you make the best life choices, and I'm here to welcome you to Movie Mondays. I'm Lemuel, and this is our weekly segment where we talk in depth about movies. We're going to talk about what's cool, what wasn't, and what we can learn. Yes, and today we have a very special guest. We have James Aiden here in the studio with us. So, uh, James, say hi. Hey, everyone. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, so Good James is here going to contribute some really nice insights and for movie mondays we are finally going to be talking about avengers endgame yeah and I finally yeah. watched it <laughs> you actually watched it. How, when did you watch it man uh two weeks ago yeah all right uh, james how about you how long ago have you watched endgame? yeah i i avoided spoilers for about three weeks it was really hard to scroll through hard. facebook <laughs> very hard yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of it it was worth out of five hours. stars out of five oh, stars five, definitely five stars mm. yeah at the end of it i felt like i wasn't worthy to say anything about it ah uh. i just had that <laughs> sigh every time people would ask me what yeah. i thought yeah. Black Panther <laughs> stole the show for me. Lamwell, yeah. that's a bit intense, bro. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a movie. <laughs> How about you? Did you follow the MCU like the whole way through? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I liked it. I thought it was a good ending. It was a it was a worthwhile ending. Uh-huh. A few plot holes. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. We could talk about that later on. But then to those that haven't watched, I mean, come on. What, what have you been doing the past <laughs> few months? Or wait, has it been a month? Like past few weeks? Uh, it's a month. Yeah, yeah. We'll, just, we'll just give a quick summary of it and then we'll get into like certain scenes that really struck a chord with us. So Avengers Endgame picks up from where Avengers Infinity War like ends. So this is five years after the snap that devastated the whole universe. It, Thanos basically wiped out half of every living creature in the universe. That's people, plants animals and this was all in an effort to like balance the world because supposedly there's not enough resources for everyone and so the remaining gang which coincidentally happens to be like the original Avengers so you know coincidence I don't know like I think they just wanted one last run with that, the full group and so this group tried to get all the infinity stones once again and then with that tried to bring everybody back but as soon as they brought everybody back Thanos from 2014 finds a way to invade the what is that 2023 right so I think it's five years in the future well whatever but yeah mm. so to get back to the main <laughs> timeline and that was the main That's the future yeah that was the main part that was the main conflict in that movie they were trying to fend off Thanos of 2014 so like the past and really tried to stop him because now he decided oh I don't want to just wipe out half the universe I want to kill everyone and then and make a new world yeah, yeah. yes so that is the general plot of Avengers Endgame and uh, who wants to start do you guys have any particular scenes that struck a chord with you like anything that you picked something up uh, okay, so I'll start. Uh, yeah, so I'll start. There's this part in the movie where Thor and uh, what was that? Ra- Rocket Raccoon goes back to the past, and they were supposed to steal one of the reality stones from. Oh well, the reality stone from yeah, yeah. Jane Foster, and there was a line there that struck a chord with me. Uh, the mom was talking to Thor, so Thor was um, basically Thor's mom, and the mom figured out that he's from the future so he was saying that he was feeling all this pressure and he didn't really know what to do especially because you know all his like his whole what like kingdom fell and the very few that remained like he didn't know what to do but then the mom said something like everybody fails at who they're supposed to be but the measure of a person or a measure of success is how successful they are at being who they are and that just really impacted 
like made an impact in me because really like we try to fit in to what society calls us to be like oh you're supposed to be this you're supposed to be that you're supposed to be an engineer you're supposed to be a businessman but then the true success really comes when we know who we are and we succeed in that so sometimes we force ourselves into careers that's not really us because oh my parents said so my friends said so but really we'll be successful if we're able to find out what that thing is first you know we've been talking about passion the past few weeks and mm-hmm. like your calling and everything like that so you know and that just, that was just really a moment for me. I was like, wow, that is very true. We pressure ourselves to succeed in something that, you know, others would consider successful. What about you guys? What do you guys I think? I just want to put some icing on that. Like, All right. Uh, at that point. I don't like time, icing, man. That's, oh. that's additional sugar. Dude. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, no, never mind. Wrong, wrong illustration. So go ahead. Go ahead. At that point in time, Thor was not exactly in the best place. He was yes. fat. He was distraught. It's funny because there were people saying, it's like, hey, it only took 10 years, but I finally have a body like Thor. <laughs> it's like so much easier to cosplay Thor now. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So right. at that point in time, when he really needed that uplifting, he was in such a bad place. Yeah. And when he said that, when when his mother told him those words, he reached out his hands and he called his hammer. Yeah. The hammer that could only be lifted by someone who's, who's worthy. Worthy. Worthy, yeah. worthy of the hammer of, of I don't know. There's this line that only someone with a true heart. Yeah, or like pure heart or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Could wield that hammer. And so I guess even when you're down, uh, I suppose, uh, it doesn't strip you of your ability to make a comeback. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. How about yeah. you? How did, did that scene like. Well, if I could take a more serious slant on it, my favorite scene was where we, we saw Thor for the first time fat. Oh, um, <laughs> that was funny. Because the very first time I watched Thor was in the cinemas with my wife, mm-hmm. and Chris Hemworth took his shirt off, and my wife uh, verbally made the noise, Oh. <laughs> oh and, no! And I felt really intimidated. Uh, he's Australian I, too, right? He's Australian, right. and he's got a wonderful muscular physique. Yeah, uh-huh. And so this time around, when Thor took his shirt off in the movie theater, uh, I went, "Oh, oh!" <laughs> and, uh, All right. And and I, you know, poked my wife and said, "You know, look, look how good you have it. Aren't, aren't you glad I don't look like Thor now?" So, that was really the greatest thing of the whole movie for me, <laughs> was how good I feel now about my body image. Mm. <laughs> you were affirmed. I was very affirmed. <laughs> and firmer than his body. Oh, well. yeah. I was affirmed. That's and I think with the whole identity thing, knowing who you are is very important because we live in a world where standards change all the time. And when we try to conform to these standards, it becomes very difficult to be someone because you become you change each day because you want to be like everyone else yeah. but you will fail because you'll never be like this you will never reach this changing standard so i think that it's very important to know who you are and set that standard for yourself yeah. so that you have a level which you can compare yourself to and strive to be and this is how you will find success uh-huh. yeah so I think that was a very, I don't know, I, I learned a lot from that. How about you guys? What was the scene that really made the most impact in you apart from, you know, Thor uh, turning out to be really, really, really fat? Well, you mean That's aside from the ending? Right? Aside from the ending. That was, uh, that was the most impactful for I, me. I found it to be pretty poetic because you had this image of a selfish guy so if you guys haven't watched well Tony Stark sacrificed his life wait for everybody else Iron Man died oh, oh no <laughs> oh no 
I'm spoiler. sorry for the spoilers, but we gave you a heads up. Uh, funny but, yeah. story on that. I was in church on Sunday, and our pastor uh-huh. decided to spoil the entire movie. Oh, no. What a horrible pastor. Oh, what a, no, dude. No, no, no. Don't, don't go back there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm kidding. But then yeah, that, that was just like the impact for that, uh, for me on that scene was that this was the selfish guy, and this was the guy that was really called to be self-centered, but then eventually he was the one who made, to make the ultimate sacrifice, even sacrificing his own life. So I think, you know, it's just an assurance. It's just, a, I guess, a proof that people can change. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was this movie in, I think, the first Avengers film, like Captain America talks to Iron Man and says, take away that suit of armor and, like, what are you? And in the end, it wasn't the suit of armor that saved the, the, the whole world. It was his, like, willingness to sacrifice his life for everyone's benefit. Yeah. I hated the fact that he had to die. I was hoping, like, he just retire or something. I, I love Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. As, an, as an actor, but then, you know, it has to happen. I bet it was too expensive to pay for, like, his, <laughs> his salary and, and all. But yeah, I think it's also a reflection. If you guys don't know Robert Downey Jr., before before he became like a famous movie star, he was a drug addict. Like oh, he was okay. like he went he came he went to the like the rehab center a couple times and in the end, you know, he was able to bounce back. And that's kind of what happened to Tony. Tony Stark he was able to bounce back even if it seemed like uh, his you know, he seemed like a selfish, self centered person. And I just wanna add weight to what he had to give up. He oh had yeah. a child, he had a family yes. that he always wanted, he always kinda took for granted. He was mm-hmm. a playboy, millionaire, you know, a typical jerk yeah. who has it all and uh, he finally found his happy place. He found a family he cared about. And I'd just like to backtrack a bit because when he figured out time travel, he had a choice. Right? Yeah. He had a very important choice. Do I do this knowing the risk? I'm pretty much happy with what I have now. But do I give that up? Do I risk that to save the yeah. rest of the world? And I think that relates to many of the other episodes we've done about blessing others. Because mm-hmm. you there's a, there's a greater sense of fulfillment when you choose to give what you have for the benefit of others if yeah. that even if that means losing a lot for yourself yeah. you know because that's where you will be fulfilled that's where this mm-hmm. sense of happiness comes from when you get to see the smile on other people's face knowing that you gave up something yeah. for them yeah but can we just say that the real hero of the movie was the rat yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, without that rat, well, the movie wouldn't exist. But the rat was the one that brought Ant-Man back. So what's the principle yeah. there? I have no idea, dude. I just <laughs> wanted to point it out because it's pretty funny so, no, that no, without the rat, something. we have no movie. <laughs> yeah. I think it's incredible that Tony Stark took five minutes to solve time travel. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Was he like working on it like the whole time, or yeah. I think no, it was right? a night? Oh, was it was a night. night. Oh, wow. Yeah. To be fair, he tried twice. Yeah, yeah. not just once. Uh, come on, yeah, twice. Right? <laughs> Actually, right? right? Because you know, tries. I can yeah. extract something from that because initially, <laughs> wow. Okay, I look forward to hearing this. <laughs> initially, he was very set on the fact that time travel was impossible. Yeah. He had made up his mind, but. It was through going against what he believed was he, where he was able to solve the issue. Mm. And I think mm. that many of us have a lot of preconceived notions, many beliefs that we think we, we set for ourselves. And as a result, we don't want to try new things. We limit ourselves and limit our potential because we choose not to do things we believe are not mm. possible. Yeah. And in the same way, Tony Stark believed that time travel was impossible. He thought that the consequences were crazy. But eventually he did it and he was able to save the entire universe at the cost of his 
life. Yeah, but that doesn't mean though that you can just solve something as complicated as time travel in five uh, minutes. That's what I don't mean that. <laughs> and then time travel itself. Oh yeah, yeah. the yeah. complexities of it. <laughs> and Steve Rogers back. How did he live? Oh yeah. How did he All travel the whole thing? Yeah. And you know, I don't know if I post the question to you guys that if you had the option to save the universe or you know keep your family that you've been wanting, because I mean, like Tony Stark, mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, should I have like time, like give this time travel formula, or should I risk my family?" It's a pretty hard choice. Like it seems mm-hmm. like to be, it seems to be straightforward, right? But then I don't know. I don't think a lot of people would be willing to give that to make that choice. Well, uh, there was a scene that wrestled with exactly that, mm-hmm. and his wife Pepper asked him this question: "Will you be able to rest?" And I think that's really important. Will you have peace with what you're going to decide to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was an emotional touching scene because Pepper uh, used to like really scold Tony so much with all the nonsense he's doing. Mm-hmm. But he's, she's like, at this point, I've given up. My one failure has been controlling you. <laughs> so will you be able to rest? Yeah. Yeah. Do it back at him. I think I'm just gonna add to the whole All rest right. thing because there are many times where we need to make big decisions in our lives, and I find that when I do make the good, the right choice, the best decision, I end up having this sense of overwhelming peace. Yes. And in the same way, Tony was able to find rest or find peace, knowing that he had made the right decision. And so I think it's it's important to know that even when you have to sacrifice things even when you need to make these big decisions that can change everything that you've ever had but the benefit at the end i think would be this peace that you really can rest well knowing that you did something what do you guys think about the black widow sacrificing herself you know for the greater good I find it pretty weird that nobody told them that one of them had to die. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was quite obvious. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of... Yeah. I, I didn't understand, like... Because I think Nebula knew. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah right? I, I mean, like, they went yeah. there and they were, like, two of them. I mean, one of them has got to die. What if they didn't love each other, you know? Like, then it wouldn't work out. One of those plot holes. But then, what do you guys think of that? Like, that sacrifice. I mean, I, I don't know. I wasn't that attached to the character for it to be, like, an extreme loss in my end, at least. But it was yeah. nicer that she died because he had a family. Ah, true. Yeah. So she didn't have a family. That's true. Mm-hmm. So he had kids and a wife. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting for me to see f- people fighting over who would who die. Would, yeah, that doesn't happen <laughs> often, especially like you know with the crab mentality all around, like trying to pull other people down. It's yeah. like people fighting over the bill, but you know, stakes are way higher. <laughs> stakes are way higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know that, that Asian politeness. It's like no, I, I'm gonna pay for. <laughs> yeah, but some people, it's just the front. They're like, oh, no. And I hope he insists one more time because I don't want to pay for it. I don't know. But yeah, that's, that's uh, interesting. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. When when Captain America picked up Thor's hammer. Right? That was a great scene. I, mean, that was, oh, that I love awesome. that. Like when yeah. that happened, I was like, whoa. Yeah. And it was pretty audible when I said that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna to pose this question. What is the one thing that you guys can do That'll get people to respond in that way, though. Whoa. Whoa. Right? Because we're all capable of doing something great, Um, capable of changing something for the better. mm -hmm. But it's time we focus on doing that and trying to strive Mm -hmm. for that so that we can get that sort of response from people. Mm, I don't know. What do you you think? Like, is there like a particular thing? Okay, I have an idea. Like a skill? Yeah, yeah. So there's one way to go about it, and that's amazement. Like, that's something really hard to achieve. And once you do it, people go, whoa. But there's another angle. And that that one is 
this guy is the last person on earth to do such a thing, and yet he does it. Whoa. Mm. So, so what, what is it for you? Well, I, I don't know. Not I haven't done anything like that no, yet. I mean, well, what would you want it to be? Hmm, uh, well, okay, to be fair, my baseline is that I'm not a bad guy, per se. So <laughs> if I do something really good, people won't be as shocked, mm. I suppose. So you've got to do something bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you won't be like, whoa! <laughs> I did not expect that. it. Lamo, yeah. do you have a girlfriend? Uh, wait, wait, what? No, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, so maybe if you get a girlfriend, yeah. it'd be like, whoa, oh, oh, come okay. on now. I mean, pretty <laughs> now I'm pressured. Uh, I'll no, give you guys email updates. us. Uh, <laughs> email Lamo at Lamo needs a girlfriend at gmail.com. <laughs> it's pretty interesting though because uh, we grew up together and we went to the same high school. And Lamo was seen as this guy that's like probably never gonna have multiple girlfriends, just like one and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe if you break up with your first, everybody would be like, whoa, I thought that was. It. I thought they were gonna get well, married. So far, I'm still waiting for applicants. You know, uh, <laughs> guys, come on. Yeah, Lamo's a great guy. Girls. Oh wait, let's go uh, back girls. to Avengers. Girls, 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 girls. Let's get back to Avengers. <laughs> How did we get here? What, wait, I just this is ask. your fault. Yeah, yeah. We're doing the wow, the wow, the wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, where did this question come from, Ana? Like, I don't know. I <laughs> don't know. Like, uh, if you would answer your own question. Because, you know, there's, there's some people, they ask these really hard questions just because they already have an answer for it. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have an answer for it? No. No. <laughs> no. But I challenge you guys to figure out what you can do to get that kind of response. Mm. Uh, maybe um, detaching from the story a bit, it yeah. amazed me how Avengers garnered so much popularity such that movie houses on opening week would have to operate 24, 24 hours. hours. Yeah, to accommodate people watching the movie at 2 a.m. Yeah. 2 a.m. That's dedication right there. Yeah. Some people wouldn't wake up for two, at 2 a.m. for like their grades, but then yeah. Avengers, go for it. It kind of makes me ask, like, I feel like our generation seems to prioritize this mm. over certain things. I mean, do you line up like at like 1 a.m. for church or something like that <laughs> no right so something supposedly <laughs> supposedly good. yeah good right so i feel like we should i don't know use this opportunity to check our priorities uh-huh. what really matters that's true to us yeah what i hated about that was that for the first time in a long time i went to movie theater with sticky floors because i think with the influx of a, a bunch of people coming <laughs> in and out they didn't have time to clean it and it was <laughs> like awesome. oh, why is the floor so sticky was, i grew up with sticky floors oh really oh yeah yeah was it like that in australia all the time uh, in the philippines oh in the philippines yeah, all, all right the oh, that was the tears it was the tears oh the tears <laughs> it, it suddenly made the floor sticky i don't know man yeah did you guys cry no, no, I no. cried. My response is it's a movie. For <laughs> sake, why? Wait, 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 wait. So like, you don't cry in movies at all? No, ever. Dude, do you have a heart? Lion, Honestly, Lion I... King. Simba's dad no, dies. No, you didn't cry. No, <laughs> I'm oh. an emotional wall. Yeah, you're a Dude, fridge man. Come on, <laughs> but yeah. come on, it's a movie. And like Lem said, priority. What if <laughs> there are other things worth crying for, but we choose to cry over a movie? What if it's a a baby Based on a true story movie, mm. loophole. right? Like it's a real loophole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, mm, I'd yeah. have to test that. Has there been a movie that you did cry? No. no. Come on, dude. I, we need to. We need to make this. Dude, we need. You yeah. can't be here. <laughs> Get out, Aiden. <laughs> we were gonna accept you for watching Avengers, but now we know this. 
I yeah. don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're coming to the end of our podcast. It was a really fun discussion about random things, and yeah. So n- no recap, really. If you just want to watch or listen to us, it it's really discussing the different aspects of Avengers Endgame and like the lessons we've learned, the random things we realized, stupid plot holes that were there. Also, yeah. also that Anath is. Emotionally cold. Oh yes, yes. That is Ice that cold. is that is the biggest Ice. revelation. Come Ice on, dude. Cold. Yeah. So uh, we have two things. You can email Lemwell at Lemwell needs a girlfriend <laughs> at gmail.com and uh, next is Anath needs a heart at gmail.com. Send send him the most emotionally hey, Lion, Lion King is coming the out live this year. Action live action. Out. Okay. It's a chance for tears, man. Come on, dude. We'll see. Yeah. His dad oh. dies. Dude, we'll watch really. Spoiler alert. His Spoiler. dad dies. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a spoiler. It's fine. It's been a lot Never for had so much pressure. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so we're coming to the end of our program, uh, well, our podcast, and we just want to invite you guys, if you want to support this podcast, you can check us out at patreon.com slash lifechoicesph, and there you can pledge a monthly amount to help to keep the podcast going. And with that, we just want to thank you guys for listening to the hashtag lifechoices this podcast and we hope to see you here again this thursday for table talk thursdays but before we go we just want to remind you in this life we have no choice but to make choices so So choose choose wisely. wisely see you in the next podcast